0: Welcome back everybody, this is, of course, episode 226 of the Black Eagles podcast, and of course, I'm your host, C940, back again, live from New York City, where spring looks like it's here, but winter is just holding out, it's just not quite getting as warm as you'd hoped for. Right? Metaphor always extends. Um, We have a match, we had a match. I guess we could say. It was important in the way that every match can be important for us, right? As far as maybe getting a spot in the conference league goes. But also, late season, out of the championship run, you know, it the main way in which it's important is that we have a new coach who gets to see what he's got, right? And he can't be ecstatic so far. Well and so first of all there's a bit of news. But before I even get to that, let me let me quickly apologize. I'm a day, maybe two even if you're if you're gonna be semantic about it. A little late with this one. I was on vacation in D.C., which was nice with the family and all. A little warmer down there, some sightseeing, but but I'm back, and I am here for you folks to do this episode. Operation is in effect, it's in effect. as of right now. So, with the news, first of all, and so, of course, the, 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 the Sorloff talk, continues to come in hot and heavy supposedly we're meeting with his management it's going well it's all you know supposedly right like it's got to be given weight that particular word because you never know what's really going on besides the sore talk which like i said sounds positive you know superficially but it's also way too soon for us to even You know, the the, the price that they would want for him should be too high, if you think about it reasonably so. Shouldn't get too excited. Uh, There's also talk of Jed Wallace, a winger slash central midfielder. He is playing for Millwall in England, right? He's 28. Championship caliber player. I mean, you can't, like Millwall's not having a particularly great season. You can't say that that means the player himself is no good, right? He could be the best player on a poor team, right? Like Rashid Ghazal is currently, right? We currently, I mean, we obviously have a need for someone on that left wing. So, um, if he's the man, that's the the talk of the town anyway. But, again, way too soon. One thing I will say is that, that the, the big... The, the, the hot story that was coming in last week was that we were looking at Jackson Muleka. And Supposedly, we were looking at him and so might have been Fennec, which would be typical. With that said, it's worth noting that he's a sort of failure at standard, which is why they kind of let him go for so little. <coughs> Kasim Pasha paid a nominal fee, 150000 or something and there's a three million euro buyout clause on his contract. So, for all intents and purposes, he is a Cussing Pasha player. Now, that doesn't mean you couldn't, you know, they they use a the three million extension and we offer to pay more than that, right? To, to, to buy him off of Cussing Pasha. That always exists as a possibility. I don't know if anyone remembers, Cussing Pasha famously gave charity to Rivals. Mametiam Defenne. I forgot the favor they did to Galato today, but then they never really uh, extended that to us. What is They're gonna give us Fode Koita for a cut rate deal. Instead he goes to Trabzone. Excuse me. Um, bit of allergies. So that's also why I'm late this week. uh, We did a big spring cleaning after we came back from D.C. And I think it kicked up dust. If Emir's out there. We were supposed to meet up to watch. My allergies were flaring up on match day. But anyway, what what also flared up? You know, with the news that we were looking at Jackson Jacksonville, I did a bit of research. I watched his highlights. And... Yeah, let's just say I had a bad feeling about this one. I intentionally, like was half doing some work in the background during this bachatage match because I had a bad feeling I really did There's someone on a motorcycle out there making a lot of noise if you hear that my apologies what it is about motorcycle dudes but it seems to be a theme you like making noise to get your attention anyway <laughs> um, so yeah Let's talk about this match. So basically I watched highlights of Jackson Moleka because we were supposedly in, interested in, in, in maybe buying him. And in the process, I psyched myself out of this match. It's worth noting, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, Kasim Pasha is on fantastic form coming into this one. Or should I say they had been on fantastic form. They lost against Fatih Karagumruk, but that's not. So last week they had defeated Adana Demirspor four to nil. Mudlaç like scoring twice. Prior to that, they lost to Fatih Karagumruk in Istanbul, three to two. But so before that, they had won four in a row: they beat Gaziantep at home, Yeni Malaty on the road, Rize at home, and Göztepe on the road. Now all of those teams are battling for relegation, especially back then they were all still alive in theory. So all of those are fairly impressive victories. And what it means for Besiktas is that going into our match, they had won five of their last six matches, and they're looking good. And of course, Jackson Muleka was no small part of that. He had nine goals in nine matches. I think he'd scored in six in a row or something. So. And yeah, if you watch the highlights, he's just sort of an engine, and he gets him to the right place. And he's just in, in a bit of form right now where, like, just seems like any contact off of his boot, if he's in the box, is gonna, the ball's gonna find that find the back of the net if it needs to. So, lots to be worried about going into this one, for sure. Uh, for anyone curious about our head-to-head, previously we drew um, earlier in the year, in December. Even during the free fall for us, we managed to draw Kasim Pasha. They were pretty poor in the first half of the season, they've really picked it up. Historically, we have a very good record against Kasim Pasha. Last year, we split it. We each won one of our matches, so, not necessarily to be sort of written off, right? But, I don't know, you would have excused Kasim Pasha relaxing at this point. They'd won enough games where they're very secure with the, where they are on the table don't have a ton to play for, right? They really didn't. I mean, unless placing above Galatasaray down, you know, in, in 11th place is a priority for them. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, you know, you would have excused them relaxing. And I think Basik Tash, in theory, has more to play for, right? All these guys would or should want to impress their new coach. So let's talk about the lineups. For Besiktas, Ersin Destanolu and go. Wellington is back from his suspension. Alongside Vida and Montero. Valentin Rosier and Ridvan Yilmaz on opposite sides. As wingbacks, of course. Joseph De Souza and Mira Lem Pjanic in the midfield. John on a late s- scratch. Minor injury. Mishibachuay up top with Rashid Gazal on the right flank. And... Guven Yalchin on the left. Now, this is interesting and good. I think a lot of people have been calling for that. People were worried that he might have valued Kenan above Guven. Um, you know, a, a lot of people wanted to see a change from Alex Teixeira to see what we have. Guven's young. We need to decide if we're going to pay this kid right going forward i um, so there's a lot in the balance. I think it's the right decision. He offers some attack, right? Again, at the very least, it's just we can see what he looks like And in, in that top, in that in that front three that Ismael Val- Valerian Ismail wants to implement With that said were the results ideal? Uh, that's another question. That's another that's another issue. So in their goal, of course and for they I mean testing pressure Alright, 32-year-old Turk, Ertuğrul Tashgiran on their back line, Uros Spajic, 29-year-old Serbian, next to Ryan Dronk, 36-year-old Suriname defender, or Dutchman, depending on, whatever. Um, right back, Florent Hader 27-year-old Kosovan, opposite Evren Eren el Male, 21 21-year-old Turk. Dojan Haspolat, 22 year old Dutch Turk is in the back of their midfield behind Valentin Acerik 30 year old Frenchman and Haris Heyradinovic 28 year old Bosnian. On their right side Mamadou Fall 30 year old Senegalese midfielder opposite left winger Mortada Ben Juanes 27 year old left winger from Tunisia all of them playing behind 22-year-old Congolese striker, Jackson Muleka. I've already said enough about this kid, Um, and you'll see why. So, let's dig into this match, I guess. If we must, right? So... Early on it's clear this is gonna be a weird game, honestly. Not a lot of exciting stuff going either way. We look kind of okay in the back, for the most part, initially. But we're also kind of... eh, That same clumsiness, that same... Like, we look like we're in slow-mo sometimes for some reason, especially when we're going on the attack. and like... You'll see guys make, like, nice little plays with their feet, you know, Dribble into a little space and then missed touch, you know, Guven yelps had a poor pass after a classy bit of footwork. He was doing a bunch of that, you know, early on he was disappointing. And then he started to find his footing, and I mean that kind of as a pun, right? He, he, he was doing all these nice little things with his feet, but then the, the end result still was just not quite there. First real action in the 19th minute, Ridvan sends in a cross from sort of the deep on the left side. After it's been bouncing around in our possession for a little while, he finds Miji Batshuai in the box. We can't really do anything with it, but he, he sort of salvages play by heading it back up into the air into the path of Wellington. But It's a high, loopy header, and it drops onto the foot of Wellington. Wellington st- tries for a volley strike, you know, raging effort from a good bit of distance, you know, I mean, just outside of the box, but. Enough that you might have hoped he'd try to like control it a little better before taking the shot. He gets a lot of f- foot on it, if you will, but it sends he sends it just high over the bar. Kind of situation where it's early in the game. He could have we could have just had a great opportunity there honestly. And you don't think of it, you don't it's like ah whatever, the game is early, it's fine, you know, get take a shot, see what you can do. But then you think about it in retrospect and like, I dunno, kinda need to score whenever you get that opportunity, right? Apologies for the siren in the background, it keeps coming off and on, it's like it's someone's joy ride, apparently. So um, the next real action would be Joseph Souza getting himself a yellow card, whatever, uh, but from there, the next one would be a corner kick for Kasim Pasha in the 27th minute. Um, he'd send it out kind of shallow, not really sending in the corner, cr- the cross. Uh, but that dude, whoever that was, I don't even recall, would send it in to someone's head. And from there, I think it was Haidadinovic, perhaps? No, uh, Spajic. Spajic. Uh, but yeah, so he heads it right into the path of Muleka, who again, you know, just the right right touch at the right time, sends it past our keeper, not much, not much, everything could have done with this one, really got undone by good play from them, you know, sort of a well-constructed corner, and they seem to have some interesting set-piece construction, so that might have been, you know, part of their approach here, but that was a goal. 27th minute, they were down, nil to one. And, you know, we've been the better side, no doubt about it, but all it takes is a set piece, right? Um, Pjanic got the yellow card in the 35th, Ersin one in the 36th, Jackson Muleka gets one in the 36th, and then right before the half. Talk about like, luck, right? I mean, so we're down a goal, despite the fact that really, there have been just two chances in this match so far, and theirs on a set piece. And here's, here's one out of, out of completely, le- just total left field. Florent Hader Gionaj from deep on the right side of, of their defense. Sends a long ball forward, and it could have been a clearance, although it looked like there was a plan at work here. Send it over our defense. Ersin kind of comes out to collect it. Doesn't reach it because he sees Mortada Ben Juanes racing forward to get onto it first. Um, so much wrong, defensively speaking. Vida just completely caught in no man's land first. And then Ersin caught in no man's land. Shortly thereafter, uh, Mortada gets onto the end of it just completely lofted from the back and over our defense and he just raced onto it gets there first and then because Ericsson's in no man's land having not come out far enough to, to get the ball uh, or not stayed in not had the discipline to sort of stay back. It's just an easy lob for Mortada into the back of the net and there it is the first minute of extra time of the fat of the half. and now we're down two goals, two chances for them two goals. So that's it at the half. Um, Emirhan comes on for Kuven. Umut Medash for Ylvan So Ylvan had a pretty poor half, honestly. Like, just too amped up. Maybe he knew scouts were in the stands. Whatever it was. But we came on in the second half and I think we had almost exactly the right response. Um, the only real opportunities to come of it that I recall, Joseph. Sends a just A-plus ball from sort of deep in the right side. uh, Using the outside of his foot, just like perfect backspin directly into the path of Umut Medash. Who instead of like controlling the ball and crossing it, sort of poorly controls the ball and sends in a shot and skies it. Terrible decision on his part. But fantastic stuff from Joseph, no doubt there. 68th minute, Emirhan Ilkhan does the right thing, sends it wide to the right to Nkudu, who also, like I didn't think he had an angle to get a shot off, he does a nice little dummy with his foot, sends it in, on target, forces a save from Erturu, okay, now you're talking, we should have scored by now, right, sort the 68th minute, but you like the initiative, by now, um, Spahić got himself a yellow card in the 56th. Domagoj Vida got himself a yellow card in the 61st. Kanan Karaman has entered the match for Michi Bachue but there's just no one else to come on at this point. And Kudu came on for Domagoj Vida, which is interesting. You know, we're doing something in the back that's not so clear. Maybe Joseph to the back line or something. Anyway, Montero got himself a yellow card in the 68th minute. Right, right around that, when that chance dr- dropped to Nkudu. Then, Ryan Donk got himself card in the 78th. Awair Mabil came on for them, for Mamadou Fall in the 80th. Tomas Brechka for Spahic. And then in the 82nd minute, or 81st, disaster strikes. Umut Meras, it's happened before, but this time, last time he had been fouled, I thought. This time, he just didn't do well with it. He gets the ball sort of nicked off him by Jairadinovic, who does well. Um, A couple nice smart dribbles to sort of evade the defense. And then send in a perfect cross to the path of Jackson Muleka. Who stays onside with great discipline. Gets the ball pretty much one-on-one. Puts it where it needs to go. Hits 3-0 in the 81st and they have iced it. This game is iced. We are done. It sucks. It really sucks. But Jaira man. He had a masterful match, no doubt. Obviously, Moleka too. 82nd minute, Kyle Aaron comes on for Miralem Pjanic. 84th minute, Rayane Abid comes on for Mortada. The goal scorer, Tunay Torun for Valentin Aceric. And Umut Bozok on for Jackson he does not. He's not allowed to get his hat trick. 90th minute, Ryan Abid gets the yellow card. Um, and the 86th minute, Rashid Ghazal, masterful ball into the path of Joseph De Souza, who has a one-on-one, and it's saved. Not particularly inspiring finish from Joseph. Nice run and perfect setup from Rashid Ghazal. 94th minute, Kana Amkaraman with a perfect cross into the path of Kaya who's wide open in front of the goal. He heads it down, wide. Like, he's sitting on sort of the right side of the goal, and he heads it down in wide left. So I don't even know how he misses it. It's like an open goal. But it's fitting, I suppose. That's the match. We lose 0-3 at home against Kasim Pasha. And it doesn't get much worse than that. It was one of the worst matches this season. I doubt anyone's going to listen to this episode, because everybody will have hated that result. We had 62% of the ball for their 38 so if anyone was worried that we wouldn't be able to hold possession, there you have it. We had 15 shots to their 9. Three big chances to their 1. And three big chances missed to their 0. We completed 376 passes at an 82% rate. They completed 184 at a 65% rate. We committed 16 fouls. They committed 10. We were offside 7 times to their 1. They had 5 corners to our 4. Of our 15 shots, seven were off target, three were on target, five were blocked. They had three off target, five on target, one was blocked. We had 11 shots inside the box to their six. Uh, You know, again, statistically fairly dominant, but also again, nobody able to score. Um, The highest rated players and the only good rated players were all Kasim Pasha players. Jackson are the highest rated, then Udo Spahic, Mortada Ben Juanes, Florin Hader Gionaj, Evren Eren Elmalı, Haris Hayradinovic, Ryan Donk, Valentin Aceric, Ertuğrul Tashkiran, Dojan Haspolat, and that's it. it was the only players rated above a 7 for the match. Highest rated player would be the next player on the, on the list. It, the, it would be Valentin Rosier. 11th best player, rated a 6.76. Alongside Joseph D'Souza, they have the same rating, but neither of them above a seven. Those are our highest rated players. So ten, the top ten players, all Casting K- Pasha players, they all played well. Basically almost all of their starters. I'm not going to give him out of the match. Nobody deserves any credit for this match. Maybe Emirhan for, for not being bad for 20 minutes. No, I don't even want to do it, honestly. Like... Nobody deserves any credit for what we all witnessed. This was a terrible match that no one can be proud of. Uh, there's nothing to learn from it, except perhaps that a number of these guys need to go Pjanic. I don't want to see him play for us again. I'm going to be blunt. You know, that's how bad he was in my opinion. Michi um, man, like, I don't know, if he's trying to sell himself. To us, he's not succeeded. Kouven Yelchin, ups and downs. Even Rashid Gazal had a sort of off day. I don't know. There's there's like no silver lining here, honestly. This game sucked. Let's talk about the standings. So, Trap Zone Sport, seventy six points up up top. Fener, sixty five points. Looking like the season's just about wrapped now. Trap Zone Sport just needs one point. Um, yeah. Got the 11-point lead there, with four matches left to play, left to be played. That's a silver lining. Only four matches left. Uh, third place, Konya Sport has 64 points. They're 13 points ahead of us, right? With four matches left, that means 12 points up for grab. We're 13 back on third place. Third place, out of reach. Fourth place is here. They have 57 points, six points ahead of us. Not very likely, right? They need to lose two outright, and we need to win two those same two that they lost and then obviously that means just winning out which at this point like i don't know we can't even we can't beat anybody fifth place which could still be in europe in theory right because uh Trabzon could could do the double so they have 52 points to our51 that's Adana demir sport and Alanya is also above us we did we stayed pat at seven somehow but so Adana demir and alania both at 52 points we have 51. We want fifth place at least. I mean, ideally we could still go for fourth. We're only six points back there, but again, only four matches left to be played. And for anyone who's unaware, our next match, against Kai City Sports, Sunday, May 1st, is coming Sunday, 9 a.m. here in New York City. So check your local listings, it's the early match. We don't even have the uh, the big match of the day. I think that goes to today on Sunday. So, the mighty have fallen. Uh, But then, yeah, next Sunday on May 8th, Bashitash will be hosting Fenerbahce, 1 p.m. here in New York City. The following Sunday after that, we'll be in Izmir to play Guztepe, also 1 p.m. And then finally, we'll wrap the season up against Konyaspor at home. Won't be worth anything to us because we can't catch them at all. Um, And it looks like they're cruising into third place, frankly, but... I think they could still be playing for second, on the other hand, so if we beat Fener and lost to Konya, that would be fun, as far as that goes, at least keep Fenner out of the Champions League. But yeah, besides that, we got nothing really to go for. I'd preview the Kayseri sport match, but, you know, honestly, for what, right? Their, their leading goal scorer is Mario Gavranovic, Andrea Bertolacci, 31-year-old Italian is catching up to him, Mametiam and the second a third life with Kaiser. he's also got ten goals he's he's actually t- level with Gavranovic they have a number of scorers, plenty for us to be afraid of unfortunately especially given our current run of form but you know it's not like they're playing particularly well they drew their last match against Antalya a hot Antalya but then they'd lost to Trabzon before that they'd lost to Izmir before that or sorry they drawn Rize before that they beat Gustepe but they got crushed by Fenech You'd like to think we could beat them, but why should we think that (laughs) at this point? Uh, And again, I'm not holding Valerian Ismail responsible. Um, I think we have a a sort of, this is what you call the um, lame duck session, right? Half of these guys are not going to be with us next year. Many of them not even on contract. So, like, it's just biding time till these guys are out and like, unfortunately there's enough case, cases like that where like there aren't enough guys who are fighting to impress the coach or fighting to sort of earn a spot on the roster next year or anything like that so it's just a lot of guys with very little to play for and unfortunately it's showing that you might put on the coach but on the other hand I mean like Pjanic what do you What's he got left to play for at this point? I don't think he should, honestly. I'd like to see any of him play. He looked good. Give the kids... Hand it over to the kids, honestly. Why not? Let's be productive with this time. But with that said, I'm out. Peace out, everyone. Follow us on Twitter. At Eagles underscore... At Eagles underscore podcast. Uh, Black Eagles podcast. One word on Instagram. Follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. And of course, let's go Pushing Tosh! Peace out, everybody.